Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, there was another big swing out east this time. It was the Celtics all over the heat. Can their defense carry them to the finals now? Hey, Luka's got himself a hole to dig out of tonight. Can the Mavericks get back into the series with the Warriors? And Matt Jones reportedly in the best shape of his life heading into year two. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Welcome to First Thing First. Got a great show for you today. General Wolf, Nick Wright, so Chris Broussard, and one very happy man, Kevin Wilds, who, upon hearing this news, has already penciled the baby goat in, probably for the big game, the old Super Bowl. Am I right, Kevin Wilds? Yeah, I, I, sometimes wow. I put glasses on him so he can see the criticism more clearly. It's okay, baby goat. Everyone, <laughs> oh, he doesn't need glasses to see those. Oh, this needs a mirror. He was working on that one. He was working on that one. Here we go. Eastern Conference Finals, Miami in Boston. So the Celtics said they wanted to start better this game, right? Well, that they did. Jumped out to an 18-1 to lead. But this series, am I right? It's been all swings. Boston led by as many as 32 thanks to a bounce-back game from Jason Tatum. And just stifling the heat as their starters, Miami starters, combined for 18 points. That is the fewest by a starting five in the postseason since they started tracking that more than 50 years ago. You remember, Broussard, you were there. Uh, let me start with you. Was last night <laughs> wow. more about elder statesmen? It's what I always hear. I'm riding it out. Was last night more about the Celtics win or the heat loss? Well, Jenna, first of all, it's elder statesmen, not ancient statesmen. So elder <laughs> statesmen. I'm not, I'm not that old. All right. But uh, okay, this okay. was more about the Celtics win because they had to win. Let's face it. If they lose, this series is all but over. And, yeah, I would have came on here today and put on a brave face and defended them and figured out a way to say they're going to win the next three games. But we all know how hard it is to come back from a 3-1 deficit against a well-coached team, a veteran team, and a hungry team. And that's what Miami is. So this was more about the Celtics. On the flip side, Miami losing is kind of par for the course, right? Ho-hum. It's what we've seen in this series. It's what we saw for the most part in Boston, Milwaukee, where the teams alternated wins and losses every other game. And so... This was definitely about the Celtics. Now, I do think this, and I said it yesterday, I think that the Celtics are the better team. And I'm not, I'm not going to jump on 
the fact that they won in a blowout because they blew out Miami in game two by 25 in Miami and then lost game three at home. So Miami should feel good about itself. But me as an observer, I do think, Nick, that Boston has established itself as the better team. Now, Wilds will jump on the Miami's only won three out of the 16 quarters, I believe. But I'll go here. Boston has outscored them by 28 points in the series. And while you brought up yesterday, Bam out of Bayou, you say he's the third best player in the series. That's fair because he's a great defender. But I would say for sure, Boston has two of the three best scores. And that would be obviously Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, along with Jimmy Butler. So I think I feel good as a guy that picked Boston. I feel good about them, even though they don't have home court. I think they're now in control of the series. And I'm saying, Nick, I still think they win this thing in six. Well, the control of the series thing to me is surprising to hear you say, because typically if a series is tied at two, the home team is the one we all agree is in control of the series and Boston isn't the home team. I'll tell you what is not concerning and then what is concerning. What's not concerning is that Miami laid an egg. And it's not concerning because if you've watched the Heat this year, even if you just watch them this postseason, about once every two weeks they have a game where they look like the worst offense in basketball. They did it against the Sixers when they scored 79. You knew it was coming at some point in the series. In fact, we can play it for you. When I picked the Heat, I did so begrudgingly because this game was inevitable. Go ahead and roll it. Listen, I'm going to watch this series. There's going to be games in this series, Brew, where the Heat scores 77 points. And I say, how did I pick this team? Well, that's this morning, Wilds. They scored 82. And I'm like, oh, boy. That team really looks like it stinks. But then you remind yourself, they're the one seed for a reason. They they, they got this far for a reason. And you don't want to be prisoner of the moment to the most recent result. Now, let me just tell you quickly what I am a little concerned about. Jimmy Butler is a great player. Jimmy Butler's ability to be a great player every other night is concerning. So Jimmy Butler started the playoffs off awesome. Well, he did have a week plus off between the end of the regular season and the start of the playoffs. Jimmy Butler started this series off fantastically. Well, he had an extended break, I think five days, because Miami dealt with Philadelphia early or earlier while Boston Mm -hmm. and Milwaukee went seven. And we even saw in the finals run that Jimmy Butler would have great game, mediocre game. Great game, mediocre game. That whether it's because uh, how hard he plays on both ends, you know, whatever knee issue he's dealing with, his ability to be excellent every single night, I just, I don't think his body will allow him to do it. He plays so hard and maybe his body's breaking down just a bit. And so the question is, these last two games where Jimmy only played a half in game three and then played the entirety of yesterday, but I would imagine didn't have to really exert himself much after midway through the second quarter because the game was so out of hand. Is that a bit of a break for him? Or is he, because if he is not able to give you 30 points on high efficiency, the Heat flatly don't have enough offense. So that's the the only concern Mm -hmm. I have is, is Jimmy damaged or was he just tired? And if he was just tired, I think we can expect a better game five performance. 
Are you worried about the quarters that the Celtics keep winning? Because it seems to me that you're starting to come around to the Celtics. You have a lot of outfits in your house, and you looked through with Danielle, like, um, how about this one? How about my green tie, green pocket no, square, and where's my green Sharpie? Oh, here it is. You so know, I, I thought it was so a great job. Are you worried you about that. the quarters? Are starting to come around? All right. Yeah. Okay, so we'll he get into the quarter wow, stuff throughout knows. the show because it's so dumb. Because yesterday Boston dominated that game, but they only won the quarters two to one. And as for you're right, I did choose this suit no, and tie one. specifically for today. However, yeah. no, one was tied, buddy. One was one quarter was tied, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Yeah, I'm I believe it was two you're right. to you're one right. to tie. one. It, again, I, we've been doing this show together right. for a couple of years. You should probably know that even on the most basic math. You're probably not going to one up me, my friend. However, you were right on my wardrobe. Fair point. I am wearing this. I am wearing this outfit intentionally. This is the suit and tie combo I wore to Luca's introductory press conference. It's a big day for him. These are Mavericks colors, okay. not not Celtics colors. And I and so I'm doing it as an inspirational moment for him, just so you know, it's not Celtic green. So no, okay. the quarters thing is All meaningless right. to me. It's utterly meaningless. It's not meaningless. It's not. Okay. Broussard, okay. you seem to be a little bit more on the fence about the quarters thing. Let me try to convince you because my arguments to Nick are falling on deaf ears. Here's why I think the quarters are important. And the stats are this. The Celtics have won or tied 13 of the 16 quarters of basketball. And why I think it's important is because it's easy to diagnose for the Celtics, what went wrong in this series? Why the series is tied two to two? You can look at the entire, every quarter and be like, huh, right there, we had a lead and we started to turn the ball over and then we started this game slow. We need to fix those. And they did. They came out of the gate, boom, like a rocket today. So that's fixed and didn't turn the ball over. So those are fixed. Those were the Celtics issues, turnovers and starting game three slow. If I asked you, what are the Heat's issues? Can you give me two? You'd be like, oh, just two? Well, we got health. We got Bam couldn't get going. Tyler Hero's not there. Rebounding seems to be an issue. Robert Williams is a force. Now, Al Horford's blocking our shots. We can't stop Tatum. There's a lot of different issues. So I think the quarters are give you a window into diagnosing how the series has gone. The Celtics have won or tied 13 of them and had two Bad ones. They lost last quarter. I, I don't even count last the final quarter last game because the, the guys were out. So that's why I think it's important. I know everyone's like making fun of me. It's actually an easy way to diagnose what wrong with the series where they've only lost two quarters legitimately in the entire series. I'm not counting the fourth quarter last night. Well, look, you're not completely off your rocker. All right. I mean, Thank you, it, 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 it's support. It's evidence for what I've been saying. <laughs> Boston's a better team, okay? But I'm not going to yeah. go overboard with it because last night, Miami won the fourth quarter. Did it matter? No. And why did they win the fourth quarter? Because they were getting blown out and their reserves came in. Duncan Robinson is hitting a bunch of threes. My point is when you get down big in these games, it's not unusual for the team that's down big to win the next quarter or two. 
Because you're know, down so much, it, it may not even be relevant. What are we talking about? So, that's all I'm saying. It is just telling you. What, I, just what me. are we doing? Facts, right? the, I'm, series I'm is tied, I, the, the series <laughs> is tied two games apiece. Both teams have been up 20 at least in both of their wins. The, every game was a blowout except for game three when the Heat best player didn't play the second half and the Heat won anyway. This idea that if we dissect it, why, don't, why are we stopping at quarters? Why aren't we doing four-minute intervals? We can go further. Okay. Let's get, instead of doing 30, there's 16 quarters. Okay, oh, you we, better we'll believe they're up. breaking them down 48. Like you better yeah, believe break the, the staff are by... breaking them down like that. All right, we're going to get yeah, into the swings that. Yeah. that we've seen in this series coming up. Series, by the way, shifting back to Miami. Game five tomorrow night. We got to head out west. Nick is wearing a tie that says, hey, Luca. Hey, Luca, you got to do something for us tonight. Do the Mavs have any chance to win this series? If so, we'll tell you how. Back after this. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Luca and the Mavs find themselves a bit of a bind tonight, facing elimination down 3-0 to a fired-up Warriors team. Fun fact, guys, no team in NBA history has ever come back from down 3-0. Oh, it's, it's fun for oh, everyone, Nick. probably except for Nick and the Mavs. Yeah. Nick, can Dallas do anything tonight to convince you that this series is not over? Well, the series, by definition, is not over. And so, of course, they can convince me it's not over. They just win. Everyone, Listen, down 3-0 sounds terrible. Down 3-1, teams come back from that all the time. In fact, the Nuggets a couple years ago came back from it twice in one postseason. But I want to ask Wilds a question. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. It's just true. I mean, it's just facts. Uh, Wilds. I know. I like this. You're with me yeah. that this series is incredibly close, right? That is, I don't know why we're talking about 3-0. I don't. No, no, no. I, I, I don't. Why are we talking about three zero? The score of oh, this series quarters? is seven to five. It's seven quarters Golden State, five.
five quarters Dallas. That's how we do these things, right? Like even if even if if today last Dallas segment. wins, no, no, no. We it's the NBA playoffs. It's a good panoply of all okay. the games and themes and ideas. They come together panoply. and we do the television show. And I'm just curious, Wilds. Because you you have been down on the Mavs. You've talked about how Luca is preventing Maxi Kleba from being his best self. How if Luca would just yeah. let Frankie Nicotine take more shots, maybe the Mavs would be better. But I but now that you've really dug in and become a quarters guy, you're gonna be you, you think the Mavs are right there. That this series maybe it says three zero and maybe it looks like Golden State's the far better team, but really the Mavs have played them. The Mavs could just as easily be up three zero. I mean it's basically a coin flip. Right? Or does the quarters thing not apply here? It doesn't like once you get west of the Mississippi, the quarters thing doesn't apply. I'm just I'm just wondering. I'm just asking how it works. Uh, it works specifically for the Celtics when the Celtics have played two poor quarters in the entire series. <laughs> oh, against okay. the I don't, I'm not sure that it applies u- universally. It's just kind of like oh. the old Red Arbach saying there's rules for Bill Russell and there's rules for the rest of the team. There's rules to, to look at how the Celtics and Heat series are going, and there's rules to look at the rest of the NBA. I'm not a one-size-fits-all okay. guy, Nick. You know what I mean? I don't just come <laughs> oh, okay. in and be like, hey, what size is that jacket? I'll just take it regardless. What size are those pants? Does it have elastic on them? I can pull tight or it just doesn't matter. I'll just wear anything I want. No, I like to look at everything bespoke. Just like my ties, okay. my jackets, and my haircut. I like to have them individually <laughs> specific to the time and place. So the Celtics heat, very different than Mavs Warriors. Okay, so you think the Mavs are dead. Brew, I'm going to ask you because, I, you know, you're big on history, and I appreciate that. It's one of the things I respect most about you. 3 O's never been done. If we get here tomorrow morning, because I don't think you'd be shocked if Dallas wins tonight. I don't think. Tell me if you would be, but I I don't think you'd be shocked if they went tonight. Will you think they're dead because in the past they were down 3-0? When 3-1, you just explained how if the Boston was down 3-1, you would have said they still have a shot. Would you? Do you think Dallas is dead even if they win tonight? Because at one point in the past they were down 3-0. Yes, because the difference, Nick, is when you're down 3-1, you only have to beat a team. Three straight times. When you're down 3-0, you only have, you have to beat them four straight times. A team but they would that have already is better it. than you. I, but they they wouldn't have won four straight. There's there's a reason, Nick, that teams have come back from 3-1 deficits, but never from a 3-0 deficit. And you can try to twist the math and play with words and scenarios all you want. It's over. I'm just asking. All right. And I credit you. I credit you for coming on here and trying to figure out a way to defend Dallas and say they're not dead, but they are dead. And you and I know it. They are for several reasons. All right. There's absolutely nothing. Let me answer Jenna's question. There's nothing they can do tonight to convince me that they're still in this thing. Okay. Because. I think in addition to just Golden State being a better team, I think Dallas's mentality is more one, two, three, Cancun than one, two, three, Uh-oh. comeback. And Wiles brought up the quotes yesterday. You heard Luka Doncic after the game. You heard Jason Kidd after the game. They were all but conceding the series. Okay, Jason Kidd was talking about this isn't the 
And it's just the beginning. He wasn't talking about the series. He was talking about comeback. this run oh, as a team over the next uh, several uh, years. That's what he was oh, talking yeah, about. Now, and we all know now we're psychoanalyzing He's talking about the offseason. What they're going to do in the offseason to improve themselves. And I get it because that's true. They got a bright future ahead of them. But that future is not this week. It ends. They, you're right. They may win tomorrow. But they're not going to win the Tonight. series. And, Nick, you hear coaches over the years. talk. Yeah, tonight. You hear coaches talk about a lot of times in a series, it becomes evident which team is better. And both teams know it. You know you're the better team, and they know you're the better team. That's where we are, okay? The, the Warriors are outscoring the Mavericks by 14 points a game. They're out-rebounding them by 14 rebounds a game. They're getting 10 more assists per game, and the Mavericks players, no doubt, are sitting there saying, look at the ball movement. Look at the player movement. Look at everybody getting involved, everybody eating. The way they play is superior to the way we play, Wilds. Not to mention, they're hitting 53% of their shots. All right? that That's crazy. They're hitting more than half of their shots and 40% of them from three. So Dallas knows this is over. Nick, I'll throw you a bone. The only thing that would make me think this series is slightly still in play. Slightly. It's not stopping. Is if Dallas wins the next two games, and then you're well, going back to Dallas four. for game six. No, they, well, no, but if they That's win the saying. next two, they go back for game six, and they're at home, then I yeah. think slightly, not even a lot, not, oh, Golden well, State's me, in trouble, but slightly, this could be a series. But tonight, Let me no. throw one other thing a no. wild. Because Wilds is not plussed. He's not convinced. Because I think you also don't think it would be shocking if Dallas wins tonight. And you guys are right, though. Those quotes, That's if true. you look at them in one perspective, is were a little concerning. But maybe they'll rally themselves. Here's the other X factor here. If Dallas wins tonight, Wilds, and Draymond continues to act insane, is that not at all a little concerning for the Warriors pick. Draymond could have been thrown out of game two, should have been. Tonight, he he could have been th- he got, got, an, got an early. Well, it, let's not act like we've never seen that happen. And Draymond has been no, walking I'm just the saying, edge okay, in this okay. series throughout. Like, it's, I'm not just picking that out of a hat like a random injury. Draymond has gotten early technicals in games two and three, fouled out of game two, seemed to be daring the refs to throw him out repeatedly in games two or three. If Dallas wins tonight and Draymond continues to not be able to control his emotions, will that not at all make you a little concerned, Wilds, that that broom is going to have to be thrown a, in a fire pit? No, I, I think that's a fair concern. Anyway. The other thing Draymond needs to be worried about is now the narrative is out there. It's like, man, Draymond's really going after these refs. It's not like the refs don't know. So I, do, I, I think they're, the refs feel like they're being criticized for kind of treating Draymond with kid gloves, like, oh, hands off Draymond, we don't want to throw him out. I don't want them to overstep and end up tossing Draymond either, so I'd be a little bit worried about the narrative. In the I got you to 2%. One game at a time. Wait till the end of the show. One Nick, game I got you to give us one basketball reason. Oh, Talk it's vibes, baby. He will. It's me and he Steve will. New England. It's vibes. <laughs> New England is way behind the Bills in Fox Bet's AFC East odds. 
Something one Patriot said about Mac Jones has Wilds all kinds of fired up this morning. We're back after this. First things first. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's no a, huddle. Somebody like should study Time it. to run in. <clears throat> The fascination with getting the foul ball. Start New England, where Wilds is a very happy man this morning. That'll happen when Patriots wide receiver Kendrick Bourne says Mac Jones is in the best shape of his life. As Wilds said in our morning meeting when asked if he liked the topic, oh, I love any topic about the baby goat. Wilds, what would be considered a successful season for Mac? Goat-like improvement, Jenna, and that's the trajectory we're on. What we learned yesterday was not only that Mac Jones is now a receiver, but that he's improved his body, his arm, and his mind. First of all, his body said, oh, he lost that beautiful tummy of his. Little, what I call baby fat, or maybe even little baby goat fat, out there eating tin cans when he was at Alabama, but now he's just on the more of a TB12-esque diet there was an instagram video of him being served plateful of plateful of cookies and i said ah i pulled the jonah hill like too many cookies there bud secondly jenna his arm (laughs) guess who he was working with in the off season (gasps) tom house tom house is back do i know would i recognize tom house if he walked into this very studio no do i like when i hear tom house's voice or his name mentioned yes i do Tom House has worked with Tom Brady. So, of course, now uh, Mac Jones' arm is going to be better. And finally, it's his mind. Oh, we've got another year of experience under his belt. And here's my question for you, Nick. Why can't Mac Jones get the same narrative that we afford to every other QB? If you you look at preseason predictions for all the other second-year QBs, you hear the same thing. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Another year. Ooh, Zach Wilson. Another year under his belt. Watch out for the Bears. Justin Fields, another year. Ooh, Trey Lance. Are they going to be better because he threw for 600 yards? Yeah. And then what about the Pro Bowler baby goat, who the last time you saw him short of this video, he was hitting the gritty in the Pro Bowl. Oh, he'll probably be the same. Even though the Celtics were 10-7, and he'll probably regress. It makes zero sense. Okay. His body's better. His Patriots. arm is better. His mind you, is better. You he's the eating Patriots. less cookies. The he deserves the same Listen. treatment that he's going to okay. be better than everybody else. I, I'm going to. Zone, I'm actually. Nick. Let him go. Let him go. I'm actually going to take this seriously, even though this segment included goat noises, a stuffed animal, and Wilds calling a seventh Pro Bowl alternate a Pro Bowl. Okay. The reason why <laughs> the he is not getting. 
the benefit of the doubt the other quarterbacks his draft class are is the same reason that he had the best numbers of any of the rookie quarterbacks last year because the expectation with Mac Jones when he came into the league was that he is the most polished he is the most pro ready so why didn't he go higher because he has the lowest ceiling because their concern was what he is coming out of Alabama is kind of what he's going to be when, you know, three, four, five years into his career with minor tweaks. That's why. That's why the New England Patriots, despite winning 10 games last year, if you look at the Vegas odds for winning 10 games this year, they have the 20th best odds, slightly worse than Miami, but one spot ahead of Washington. That's why the Vegas win total is eight and a half, even though you were so wildly offended when I had them winning around that many games. But here would be my question, bro. And here's why the Mac Jones stuff is, it doesn't resonate with really anyone outside of the greater New England area and Kevin Watts. If you look at the AFC this year, I was going to do a list of quarterbacks that are better than Mac Jones. It's too long. What are the AFC quarterbacks that anyone can say with any level of confidence, Mac Jones is better than. I came up with two and a half. Tua, Mitch Trubisky, and even though it pains me, because I do love this man's neck, Davis Mills. There are three out of 16 quarterbacks in the conference that I am convinced Mac Jones is better than, and I'm iffy on Mills. Like, do you think I'm leaving anybody out? That it's, oh, that's disrespectful. He's clearly better than who? Brian Tannehill? Matt Ryan? I don't think he's better than uh, Wilson or Trevor Lawrence. I guess we'll see. But I came up with three, bro. That's why people are not as high on Mac as Wilds is. No, look, that's fair, Nick. I actually am iffy on Tua. I'm not convinced that he's better than Tua. But I'm going to say this, because I'm, I'm somewhere in between you and Wilds when it comes to Mac Jones. I, you were right on the money, Nick, with all the talk about his ceiling being lower than Trevor Lawrence and the other rookies in his class last year. However, he's a guy that has great poise, right? He's a guy that is a quick learner. He's a guy that is accurate. And he's a guy that has shown a strong work ethic and willingness to work hard in the offseason. I mean, it's true. He has come back with a better body. That's a good sign. So I do think he can improve. And I'm going to give you some hardcore facts. One, how can he have a better year or show he's improving? Make the playoffs. I don't think they will. All right, I like Miami better than, obviously, Buffalo. I like Miami better than them, too. But make the playoffs, number one. Two, he was 22 touchdowns, 13 picks last year, I believe. I'd like to see 30-ish, 30-plus touchdowns. I settled for 30. You got it. And 10 or fewer, 10 or fewer interceptions. All right? I'd like to see that. And then here's the biggie. The thing that Nick harped on all year last year, Wilds, with with Mac Jones. I want to see improvement with him throwing the football downfield. 20 yards or more. Not just dinking and dunking and hoping the running back or receiver can make something happen. I want to see improvement throwing the ball downfield. If he gives me all you of those it. things, Wilds, I'll be with you. He's about the 12th best quarterback You'll in be the a conference. Different player. 
That's not where I'm going to get you. No, I mean, but he's got to improve. Get better. Oh, here we go. Here we go. You guys had me at Better Body. Head out west. If Russell Wilson wanted a quiet start to his Broncos tenure, he can thank the schedule gods for making sure that does not happen. Denver opens the season in Seattle. Stressful for Russ, perhaps? Perhaps not. Uh, says Russ, he plans to be not emotional about the whole thing. All right, easier said than done. Broussard, do you expect Russ to be extra motivated this season? Absolutely, Jenna. Mr. Unlimited, look, Nick, you're going to be sorry, man. You're going to be sorry that you have been so critical and so down on Mr. Unlimited. Yes, he's going to be motivated. He's always motivated. He will be extra motivated. Number one, you're in a different environment. All right, anytime you're in a different environment, you want to show the people that they made the right choice, that by trading for you, they made the right decision. Two, he clearly wanted out of Seattle for the last year or so, right? Now he's in a place where they're going to let him cook, baby. And so you know he's excited about that. All right, then, Nick, he missed the playoffs. You act like it's commonplace. It's not. He missed the playoffs for only the second time in his 10 years in the NFL. So I know he's motivated to get back to the postseason. Three, he's worth four. He's working with Peyton Manning. Have you heard? Peyton Manning has yeah. taken him under his wing. And, Teaching him and how I to be a media us. mogul. That, uh, I don't know how much quarterbacking they're that, working well, on. They're watching a lot of YouTube film. They're, trust views. me. Yeah. They are watching film a of themselves of film. on film. And, and no, no, look no. into this camera. Film of throwing that no. rock, baby. Oh, throwing okay. that rock. All right. And, 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 and <laughs> so, so he is. And one thing I know about Russ, I don't know him. But from talking to some people that do know him, they say he's a sponge. He wants to learn. He's an eager learner. And not only does he have Peyton there, but he's got John Elway there. I think that is a plus. And finally, you got Nick Wright killing him, acting like he's washed, despite the fact that he was 25 touchdowns, six picks, third in the league tied, in passer rating. So all you can say he's washed all you want. You're just making stuff up, and Mr. Unlimited is going to prove you wrong. Believe you me. First of all, I have not said he's washed. He is, I've said, I'm not sure he's a top 10 quarterback anymore. That you guys are acting like they got a top five quarterback when I think they maybe got close to the 11th or 12th best quarterback in football. That's first of all. Second of all, no one ever doubted he was a sponge. Ever since he and Sierra have gotten together, his performative art skills, we see it regularly. He's doing different camera angles. He's putting filters on videos. His social media Q score has gone through the roof. Like, no, no, no. He does surround himself with smart people on the things he's focused on and excels in those areas. Here would be my question. And it's not fair to put you two on the spot right now. So just come back to me in an hour with an answer to this, okay? Because I didn't act like it's commonplace for Russell Wilson to miss the playoffs. I acted like it's commonplace for us to finish the playoffs and look around and say, was there a good Russell Wilson game involved the last six, the last four weeks of the season? So here's my question for you guys. What's your favorite Russell Wilson moment that has happened since Obama was president? Tell me, your favorite Russell Wilson playoff moment that has happened 2016 or beyond. 
It's, it's a long time. It's a long time, and I think you're going to come down to it's either when they beat the Lions or when they beat the Eagles 17-9, to and I think a McCown was playing. But maybe I'm wrong. Just tell me your favorite Russell Wilson playoff moment that has happened since this show existed. That's what I'd like to know before we put him in the Super Bowl. While you're mulling that over, guys, Nick's got some medals to hand out. Two teams were supposed to show up in Boston last night. Only one, though, actually did. The Celtics, the only ones to get the invite. Boston's defense was suffocating. They held Miami to 82 points, 11 blocks, mm. four steals. Utter domination. This series now tied at two games apiece. So, Nick, who did make the podium? Well, Jen, it was tough because it was such an awful game. But I'm trying to learn from my mistakes. You know, I, I took a bit of a social media beating yesterday because of some old commentary I made about Andrew Wiggins. So I was like, you know what? Who else have I attacked in the past that might come back to bite me? Bronze medal. Lucky the leprechaun. I called him a stupid mascot. I rooted for Kyrie when he stomped on his eye. You know what, Lucky? I think you motivated the team. That was a hell of a crowd. Look at that. That was better than anything the Heat did. Silver medal, Ime Udoka. Had his team ready to play. 18 to one start. Ime Udoka, you get a silver medal. Did you never, lost consecutive games once in the last four months? I did not know that was true. That almost seems impossible to be true. I'd love to double check that, but I trust Dusty. Gold medal, Jason Tatum. Come on down, Jason Tatum. Boston now, seven and oh, when Tatum shoots at least 50% from the field in the postseason. And good job by the refs, not calling that a flagrant offensive foul the way they've been doing this postseason. Good job there. Scott Foster, Kane Fitzgerald, not the story last night. I lost a lot of money on that. There's the medal stand from last night in the NBA. It's an interesting looking medal stand. Nice. Uh, let's stick with the Celtics. It was last night more about what they did right or what Miami did wrong. First things first. On Saturday, a USFL primetime showdown. You got the New Orleans Breakers. You got the Michigan Panthers. Kickoff 9 Eastern on FS1. Then on Sunday, how about the Birmingham Stallions, league leaders, taking on the Pittsburgh Maulers? That is at 2 only on Fox. All right, time for stories to start your morning. Brought to you by the Subway Eat Fresh, Refresh, Miami and Boston. Celtics started fast, started early, and just kept going. They jumped out to an 18-1 lead. They led by as many as 32 points. Big game from Jason Tatum after a small game three. Big game four, 31 points. Miami's starters combined for 18 points. That is 18, the fewest by a starting five in the postseason since they started tracking that more than 50 years ago. Remember that, Broussard? Mm, uh-oh. You, you remember that. That was less of a question. It was more oh, like, wow. You remember that, Broussard? Oh, wow. Bro, was last night more... I'm, I was sitting right next to you. Who are you kidding? Was last night more about the Celtics <laughs> win or the Heat loss? It was about the Celtics win. I mean, this was a... I know I said yesterday wasn't a must win because technically it wasn't. And they have shown a lot of resiliency in the way they came back against Milwaukee, but that was a 3-2 deficit, not a 3-1 deficit. If they had lost last night, the series was essentially over. All right, not totally, but it was close to being over. So they came out and did what they had to do. And I would love to sit here and say, you know what? They punched Miami in the mouth. 
they showed Miami what time it was, who was the superior team. But even though I think they're the superior team, I can't say they did that. Because, one, this is the way the series has gone. We can't be surprised that Boston won yesterday because this series has been every you know winning every other game. And if you look at the Celtics, their series with Milwaukee was that way until the end. So this has been a pattern with them, so we're not surprised by it. And Miami, I have to admit this, I'm sure that mentally they were a bit out of it, especially once uh, Boston jumped up big. They were without their second leading scorer, Tyler Hero, because of injury. Jimmy Butler was playing on a bad knee. And they already did, Nick, what they came to Boston to do. Regain home court advantage. So now they've got two of the last three games on their in their gymnasium. So they were feeling good. So once Boston kind of ran out on them, I'm sure mentally, even if it was only in the subconscious, they kind of gave up the rope, to use your term. And so now, all that said, Nick, I do still think, feel very confident that Boston's a better team. They haven't always shown it, obviously, in this series, but they've shown me enough. I like them better on paper. Their defense is slightly better. They're slightly healthier, right? And I think they've got two of the three best scorers, which is big because Miami doesn't score a ton of points. And their second lead score, as I mentioned, is out. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, along with Jimmy Butler, are the three best scorers in the league. And Tatum and Butler are, and uh, Brown, Nick, are healthy, right? Butler's banged up. So I, don't know. I actually think, even though this series is going back to Miami and they've got the home court, Nick, I feel like Boston yeah. is now in control. And I'm sticking by my pick yeah. of Boston in six. I know that means... They win the next two, but I think that's what happened. It means three in a row. It, yeah, it means they would yep. won three. Would that's have fine. to end up winning three in a row. I just listen. I don't think anyone should be shocked by what they saw last night. I picked Miami to win this series in seven, and the moment after I picked them to win the series, I think we have the tape. I said the following. Go ahead and run it. Listen, I'm going to watch this series. There's going to be games in this series, Brew, where. The Heat scores 77 points. And I say, how did I pick this team? Uh, well, I, I was off by a few. They scored 82. But they also <laughs> only had one point with four minutes left in the first quarter. This is who Miami has been. And it is frustrating to me. Because, listen, I picked Miami in seven, which obviously means anytime you pick a series in seven, you think the teams are very, very close to equivalent. I'll go with the home team in a seven-game series. What's frustrating to me, Wilds, is going into the series, the general public was like, well, Boston's a far better team, even though Miami was better than them this year. Now we're a week into the series, it's 2-2, two to two, and the general public is saying, well, Boston's the far better team. What evidence do we have of that? There has been one half of basketball played this series where both teams were essentially whole. The first half of game three. And Miami won it by 15 points. And then Jimmy Butler went out and Tyler Hero didn't play in game four. And Kyle Lowry didn't play in games one and two. Now Marcus Smart's been in and out. Al Horford missed a game. Yeah, essentially whole. Robert, nobody can bank on. The only player missing for for Boston in game three was Robert Williams. And Robert Williams cannot be baked. 
Yes, but I'm talking about the only time they were uh, both teams were whole was the first half of game three, except for Robert Williams. But Robert Williams been in and out of the lineup the whole playoffs. If you're banking on Robert Williams playing every game the rest of the way, you're going to lose that bet. Like he was injured going into the playoffs. He's been injured throughout the playoffs. So like what my question is this, Wilds, what does my does Miami have to make the finals for people to say they might be a pretty decent team or even then are people going to say, well, they're in the finals, but they have no chance against Golden State or Dallas. Like, what's gonna, what's it going to take? Okay, I respect Heat culture, and I respect that the series is tied two to two. I can also look at this series and say, you know what? Even though the series is tied, I think Boston has played significantly better. And I know that the Celtics were essentially whole, except for Robert Williams, who wasn't there, and then Bam went crazy. So, I don't know, essentially, I guess that makes sense. My car is essentially whole, even though it's missing a tire and then doesn't run. So, I guess so. Here's the thing. If This is why, I, and you know, I've harped on the quarters. And everyone's like, ah, Wilds, it doesn't matter. You know, even though the Celtics have tied or won 13 out of the 16 quarters, let's just throw that in the garbage. It's just a data point that you can take no intel from. I disagree. And here's why, Broussard. If I told you, hey, what's wrong with the Heat? What has gone wrong in this series? You would say, whoa, grab, grab a chair. Because it may, it's a little bit of like, you know, we miss Lowry. Or we, we have intensity. Uh, Jimmy Butler's been in and out. Rebounding has been an issue. So, you know, it's, it's Tyler Hero, it's a few issues. If I said, hey, what went wrong with the Celtics? You know what the answer is? Two quarters. One quarter we came out flat, and one quarter we turned the ball over. So guess what? Solve those issues, and you're on the right, tra- you're on the right track. And that's what they did last night. They came out fast, and they didn't turn the ball over. So, yeah, the series is tied 2-2. I'm not sewing up a banner to say the Celtics have are winning the quarters, but I think it's fair to say when you look at the series. They are. Oh, I feel like Celtics have control of the series, Broussard, even though he'd have home court advantage. They do. They're, and Nick knows it deep down inside. They're the better no, team. He's seen enough basketball. To know this, and you were hedging. All right, you usually come out chest out, you know, making fun of everybody. You were hedging. Look, when you pick a team in seven, of course, you feel like either one can win. That's a true because you know it's true, but you know Boston is better. You, you, I told you, you know it. You're a natural contrarian, so you went with the Heat. All right, I but went you with the whole team. Know, and Wiles knows, and Jenna scene. knows. The Celtics are the that better team. Not, they were the one team by two games. You act like they ran away and won 65 no, games. I act like they they're going to They won 53 to Boston's no, 51. No, but I don't care if it was 53.1 to 53. I'm acting like they were going to have game one and game seven on their home court, which I think matters. Also, I don't know if we have time to show Wilds graphic again. It's all in how you phrase it. Here's another way to put it. Miami has won or tied seven of the 16 quarters. It's nine to seven. You're giving Boston the ties as well, the last quarter. which is an absurd. Don't count the last quarter, last so, game. Uh, and you're throwing out quarters. Like, oh, yeah. it's just an absurdity. Again, if Jimmy Butler this, is hurt the rest Boston, of the way, how about if Tyler this? Hero... Boston's won three Boston times in quarters. Boston has outscored Miami by 28 points in the series. That's seven well, per game. 
cumulative score margin is in Boston's Better favor. Team. The series, on the other hand, is tied. And Miami's got two of the next three at home. It doesn't feel Much like more on this team. game on Undisputed coming up next.